Hey, 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 welcome everybody. Welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast, where we give you real agents inside real agencies, giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe out there. This is Jason Cass, and today I have on Mr. Miles Merwin as we continue on with the COVID special episodes. Uh, this one right here, if I believe, if I correct, is going to be episode number five. Um, and uh, Miles Merwin, who is in our mastermind, you loyal listeners out there definitely know who uh, Miles is because uh, I talk about him a lot. Uh, he's somebody that I look up to. And when I look up to him, I look up to him to the things that uh, him and I think very similar in the way that we run our agencies and the different metrics that we look at and we use and derive. And actually, I think that I use a lot of metrics, Miles, until I read some of your posts that you have in there and I'm thinking, wow, I, did, I didn't understand. I didn't realize that I could, you know, break that down even further. And so when I was reading, Miles, what you had put inside of the mastermind about adding value right now, that was one of the things that we talked about with Jeff Roy on the CEO's checklist. I think it was like number three or, or something like that with being proactive to reaching out to your employee or to your clients. And you said in there, I'm, I don't remember exactly, but it was pretty much this, that you should focus on the 20% that are providing 80% of your revenue. Um, and then you said that you had reached out to those people personally. And I think you said you had done voice drops, if I'm correct, on the other. A lot of my loyal listeners don't know what that is. And you know, we may have talked about a lot. So I want this conversation, loyal listeners and Miles, to be about that. Like what are, oh, excuse me, sorry about that. What are those actual strategies, you know? Sorry about that. That's how you know you're getting real insurance agents inside real agencies, right, Miles? You know, we're all, you know, so it's like, dang, sorry, I forgot. I turned off like every um, thing I have. Well, actually, let me check this one as well. So, Miles, that's what I want this to be about. And I think you, you, you know that. So, Miles Merwin, for the third time, fourth time, don't know. We've been buddies for a long time. Uh, welcome to Agency Intelligence Podcast. Thanks for having me, Jason. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, Great intro thing. I was writing some notes as well. Um, you know, something I, I, this year, a couple of things, and especially during these times, right? One thing that I've been focusing on is education for myself and my team. So we have extra time. You know, what are we doing to educate ourselves to run our businesses? Whether that's me as the principal of the agency running my business or it's my agents running their own books of business. Uh, what I'm trying to do is is find ways to become a better leader during these times when I'm not sitting across from my agents or my account managers. How am I supposed to lead people from afar? Uh, and, and educating myself in the best way to do that. And I've in introduced a couple of business coaches over the last couple of years to help me do that. So I'm not being led by my team. I'm able to be led by someone else and then lead my team. And so a couple of things that's come out of this recently, trying to learn how to better lead, is how do we lead our clients? Uh, how do we lead them through a path that we want them to go through? Of course, we're listening to their comments, we're listening to their suggestions, their testimonies, their survey responses to find out what they want, what they need. Um, but are we leading the agency? Are we leading our team? Are we leading our account managers? Are we leading our sales team to do what what we what we need to? Uh, and so, one of my mentors um, he said recently, "Now is not a time to sell. Now is time to 
provide value. I love it. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to sell. To take off the table that now is not a time to actually go out and sell policies, that's not right. You need to have 100% confidence you can go in that room and close the deal. Mm -hmm. But the way that we go into these rooms, these Zoom videos, these, you know, the way that we go into the sales room is different and the way that we go into the sale is different. True. Um, <laughs> very true. You know, we're looking to provide value in a way that someone else is not. And as Jason said, you know, there's so many agents that are just average or below average because average in this industry is freaking awesome. You are making more money than your neighbors, your family, your friends, just being average. And so the average or under average agents now, are they're going to ones that are going to fail. Right. The ones that are above average, they're leading this initiative. They're providing value where their current agents are not, are going to find double the sales coming out of this with their prospects and their current clients. Um, so so right. you're going in selling that value to your clients and you're picking who you're going to provide that value to um, in certain niches and classes of business. Are you calling your, are you calling your um, personalized client list that was working in the service industry? You know, you're not spending time on the phone with them. Uh, there's other ways to communicate with them to build that value because you want to help them, but you're really identifying who are the centers of influence, who are the people who have sent me quality targeted business, who are the clients that are my, that the 20% the, the of clients that create 80% of my revenue, who are these people? They provided me value in the past by earning their business or their referrals during this time of need. What kind of value am I? providing back to them because uh, they're not necessarily filing claims mm -hmm. or claims that are being covered. So what kind of value am I, am I giving them during this time when they're at their largest need? That's right. I, I like that. And sometimes saying what you just said is so transparent that it works, right? At the time, you have valued me as a business enough to give me your business. And I am reaching out to you to say, besides paying claims besides looking, you know, for the best price for you, best coverage, what value can I provide to you? Is there something I can do? I will tell you what we've done with, uh, with personally, we know that our non-for-profits, they have, uh, they, they do meals on wheels. A lot of those deliveries to the elderly are done by the elderly, right? That's the 75 year old delivering to the 90 year old. And so now we have those situations. So um, we have not been taken up on it. I think I'm going to be next week, uh, next Wednesday. Our but route was canceled for Meals on Wheels. They said we weren't delivering anymore. No, they're not. So, but there's still people that need to eat. So yeah. what I what I have said is is that I will go to my to um, uh, the senior center, and I think I'm going to do it next Wednesday for Clinton County Senior Center, and I'm going to go there and I'm going to deliver these meals. I think they have like seven meals that need uh, delivered, but they're like 20 miles away in different directions. You know? Yeah. I was like load me up. You know what I mean? And then I just, and they've got these instructions that they email me. I have to, to set it at a certain area. I have to leave, you know, but 
maybe everybody can't do that. Right. But, but this was something that I just sat back and literally looked at the wall and was like, what can I do? Like, where, where could I help there? And, and, and that's where we got that idea to do that. I mean, what other things are going to be doing there? There are a lot of pantries. There's a lot of, of, of places they're talking about shortages of places that, that, that normally uh, have the food or that have food. They're not getting the same amount of food. Uh, once again, a lot of these social services, cause we do a lot of them are ran by the elderly. They're yeah. the ones that now can't service people. Uh, where can we step in in those situations? Tell, believe me, call a nine for profit and say, hey, what do you need from me? Yeah. They'll, they'll put you to work, I promise. So, One of the other, um, you know, in, in talking about providing value and communication with your clients just to further advance that relationship is we've, as you mentioned earlier, we've dissected that book of business. There's a certain client list that you need to spend time with. I'm talking like, get on the phone, call them, right? Get on a Zoom video, schedule it, get on the call and just provide some value there. Who was that for you guys? What's that? Who was that for you guys? What did that client look like for you guys? So those are our top commercial clients. Um, so, you know, multi-location restaurants, um, they are uh, real, really any of our large commercial clients. So we just, so you did it kind of by revenue as a way yeah. to simplify it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to start there, right? We're going to start with our top makes sense. commercial totally makes sense. and our personalized agents are going to start with their top revenue personalized clients. So we're going to start at the top and we're going to work ourselves down every day, every week, right? We start with a list and we're working ourselves down and you have a certain number. So if you've got a thousand clients, maybe that's 20, you need to have a phone call with, maybe it's a hundred, it's top 10% a hundred right. Start there. But at some point you've got a broad list of clients that you need to touch, but you don't have time to hop on the phone with every single one of them. And most likely you're not going to even get them on the phone. And so, as you mentioned, there's some tools to make this a lot easier, right? There sure is. Um, I, I don't know Let's anything about the owners of Sly Broadcast at all, but, you know, voicemail drops we've used. And um, as a principle of so, and I was going to kind of mention, there's different sections of your agency as well. So I don't know what other people are doing. This is what we're doing. As a principal of the agent, I did a voicemail to all of our clients, a voice drop as a, as an owner of advisors insurance agency. And I just kind of put a message out there to all of our clients. Kind of like everybody else did in emails, all the COVID emails you got, but you did a voice drop. That's good stuff. I did both, right? I did both. Uh -huh. I did the email, uh -huh. Maybe, I don't know, five people look at that and, and the mixture of all the emails. I did the voice drop too. And I'll mention the email in the voice drop. I also sent you an email with additional information about our agency. Um, so that's from the producer, from the principal. Then I've got agents of record that are responsible for their books of business. They also did the voice drop for their own clients. Ah, nice. I want to let you know, I personally appreciate your business. Um, you know, during these times, we are here for you. You know, I know we don't typically, we talk a lot about value. We don't typically talk about the specifics of your budget, you know, whether your insurance program is affordable, you know, talk about price or cost. But now maybe is a time we do need to talk about price. You might be financially strapped. Let's just put that on the table and go ahead and discuss it. Um, so feel free to call us. Wow, that's so very that, proactive, Miles. So the agents are calling them, and then I'm getting their account managers uh, to do Loom videos and voice drops too. So they're going to get communication from the principal. They're going to get communication from their agent 
and they're going to get communication with their account manager to know that, hey, my whole insurance team is very connected. I know who they are. They've all reached out to me. They feel confident calling us to talk to us, and they're not going to call a commercial just to get their their quotes reshopped. So by the time they call you, they've already got someone entered into their lives. So Miles, a lot of people would say, I don't want to be that proactive because if they want to shop, then they're going to want to shop and I'm going to want a lot of people to shop. Here's what you're kind of saying is you're saying when financial hardship hits people, they're going to shop. This is the way way you know that you're going to be involved in it. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Because sometimes that, that could be a little bit pushback. Let me ask you this over these uh, these messages you sent them, this communication. What was that time span? What is that? What is that? A week, two weeks, three weeks? How, 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 how was that? Was that overload to the customer? So as a principal of the agent, I did that very early on, right at the very beginning of this whole thing kind of going down. I wanted it. I almost did it a little, I don't know if too early, but I kind of wanted to let people know that, hey, we're on top of this. I'm not the last person you're going to be heard from. You're going to be hearing from. I'm the first person. You know, schools weren't even closed yet. No one was shutted into their homes yet. And I was saying, hey, this is a serious situation. We can see what's coming. We're a leader in the community. I'm putting this message out first. And then they're like, wow. Uh, Good point. You know, so the sooner the faster from the principal and the top leadership, the better right? Because they're being led versus following. Um, I agree. That's a very good point. That's a very good point. So did you say that time, that timeline? So yours was first, how long until the others did theirs? The agents did theirs about a week afterwards. Okay. And then the account managers are following about a week after that. Sweet, 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 sweet. Wow. And you do look good because this has turned into a world crisis, national crisis and uh, we hate using the word i gotta find a different word crisis it's just like like eric garcia says when you say the word crisis it just makes it seem like it's just like there's white one right now you know it's just i, I hate it but anyways um it is what it is uh well, well that that's different ways you know jason other than just emails like we're doing the voice drops and then we're using loom again i'm not doing a, a sponsor for loom but we're using that for again i'm doing videos my agents are doing videos and my account managers are doing videos and we're texting and emailing those links to all of our clients within our books of business to again, kind of say, maybe we've, you've probably never seen me before. Um, as you can see, I'm working home just like many other people. We're in this together. Just want to let you know, this is my face. This is my team. We're just trying to better. Is that a general? That's not to each client. That's a general, hey, here I am. And then dropping the link into the email or sending it somewhere. Okay. It's general. Okay. I like that. I think Are, you, texting that to your Are you dropping any messages in any texting and in this communication? Just curious. I haven't yet. You haven't yet? Yeah. I was curious about that myself. If you did like, instead of doing the Loom, for, for everybody out there, we'll tell you what Loom is in a minute, but I'm doing the video and then dropping it into their text to, to, to where they could click it and open it up on their phone. But uh, I don't know. I still am so private with that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I want people to be private with me on that, but this is a, a, something that, that is important it, to explain to them how you use loom and what that is. I know loyal listeners, you probably know, but it, you don't maybe understand what it is. What is loom? No loom it, where zoom is great for meetings. Uh, 
Loom is good for just creating video messages with just your picture or video messages explaining something on a, on a computer screen. So you can circle things, just really edit those the way you want it. You can trim things off super fast. So you can start a video, trim off the first 10 seconds, trim off the last 10 seconds. It takes a minute to do that. And you can send them out via text, email, multiple ways. The nice thing too, is you can see how many unique viewers you had. Um, you know, so did you have 20 people see this video? Was it 30 people? Was it being a shared video? You know, how many people actually saw this video? You'll know how many people saw it. Uh, you'll know how, how many saw it was seen and how many unique people saw it. So if you sent out an email to a thousand people and included that link, you could go back and see how many people from that email link actually watched the video. Totally. Very, very helpful. You can grab data from it versus mm -hmm. Zoom. You can record yourself on Zoom too, but you have no idea how many people saw it. It's true. I never realized that it's Zoom and Loom. It's very, are they, are they part of the same? I don't think so. Oh, that's crazy. I was just thinking of that. That was, that's interesting. So yeah. So, okay. Yeah. Dude, it's very, very helpful. I use, uh, I always mispronounce it. I think I use Vidyard, uh, Vidyard. Vidyard, V-I-D-Y-A-R-D, exact same thing, exact same thing. Um, Marcus uh, Sheridan told me about, told us about that at one of uh, his conferences or whatever, and it's the same exact thing. I mean, identical. It really, really works well. And then also, some of you guys out there who use Quote Vids for Advisor Evolved, you could do the same exact thing using that software as well. You know what's so amazing, Miles, and I think we can we can elaborate on this some more because you talked about it a lot is how much people have been using the word communication, right? Yeah. For people who are having to work at home, the fact that they're not sitting next to each other now, that communication, that channel is different. They're having to figure that out. The communication we're having with our clients, the way that our clients are able to communicate with us, if they used to walk in versus now they can't walk in versus now they have to service, now they're figuring out. I said it on a couple other podcasts. I bet you we've had more insureds actually go to their online account than ever before. That's going to change the way the consumer um, is going to want to expect to do business, which is great. You know, a lot of us agents are trying to get our consumers to go to online portals and they're just not really worth the money right now because you really don't see the action off of it. Maybe if you're high commercial, maybe you do a really good job of training your clients and, and coaching them. But overall, it's not something that's highly used in a lot of uh, situations. Non-standard, it is used. Um, but but I think that there's a lot of change there, but it all comes down to communication, right? It's the why, reason why we're doing this. Miles, you started it at the beginning, but literally the, the this COVID special edition is, is helping leaders lead their people. And that's what you started out with. That's what I'm putting this together because agents are just clueless as what to do right now. And so am I in a lot of things, but I've been able to find out a lot of things just from listening to you and other things. So, but I want to wrap back to it. It's communication. That's yep. what we're talking about in all of this stuff. It's huge. It's communication. And you know, and these are just, I always try to look for trends in my own household, right? Uh, mm -hmm. if I'm going to buy a stock. I start looking at things in my own house. Like, okay, I recently just bought a bunch of Sonos speakers for my house. I'm like, if I've seen it, okay. And I'm nobody, if I've seen it and I've bought it, then there must be a lot of people buying it. So I look at right. trends in my own household. And one is like, my wife hasn't been on Facebook in a year or two. She hasn't posted on Facebook in at least a year. She's been on Facebook. 
looking for a connecting back again with friends because she, you know, she's seeing what they're doing with their families. How are they playing with the kids? Like she's back on. Wow. If my Good wife is back on Facebook, then how many other people are looking for ways to connect again that they were they were too distracted by social media before because they already were limited in time. But now right. they're not out and about in the town. They're at home. That's the way they're connecting again. And so to think about your marketing efforts, maybe you had swung away from Facebook marketing or Instagram marketing, or whatever it is. But I feel like if my own wife is back on Facebook, true, then how many other people are, that's how they're connecting. They're doing Facebook groups for their church community groups. They're doing Facebook groups for their neighborhood groups because the kids aren't playing together. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that, that, that's how people are connecting again. So we don't, you don't want to necessarily eliminate um, your marketing efforts, it may be time to boost that back up and consider that this is how people are communicating again and getting these people are, you know, people want to see people. They're wanting, mm -hmm. they can't get out and see people anymore. So they've got to see people online. So using these True. videos, getting comfortable with it. Uh, one of my commercial producers, he's a little bit behind on getting new technology stuff. And we were doing a meeting this morning and uh, I said, you need to start using Loom and doing videos. He's like, I just, you know, haven't done it before. I said, you need to do, this is a, you know, this is a Brent Kelly right here, some low risk practice versus high risk practice versus, you know, which is low risk practice is practicing on your team with your team. Right. High risk practice is practice on your clients. I said, you need to get like on the phone right now and do some low risk practice and send me a loom video summarizing our conversation we just had. Um, I mean, you can do these, you know, stop, you know, in between picking weeds in the yard. I think all of us, our yards have never looked this great. Mine is looking freaking fantastic. Perfect. House is clean. Stuff hasn't been done in forever. It's wild. Right. You know, I mean, let's get off here for a second. You're right. I like that. Let's capture that because people are, you can watch what other people are doing and you can, and your wife is the same way. I knew two years, three years ago that video was going to be huge because my wife started stopping and watching video in her newsfeed. Whereas before she would be like, why do people put this? No one's going to watch this. And then she did. And I was like, uh oh, video is getting ready to become big. I do the yeah. same exact thing. Have you seen also the drive-bys that the kids are getting for their birthdays and different types of things that parents yes. are doing? Yes. And you know, and they're communicating through Facebook on that and Instagram. So you've got to be there. That makes that makes uh, uh, a total lot of sense. And man, I forgot what I was going to, I wanted to talk about something that was uh, kind of off the cuff and was funny. About but, um, what? Yeah. Mowing the lawn and, oh, oh, wait, wait, it was something like that. You know, mowing the lawn and just doing just um, things that just need to be done. Oh, this is what I was going to say. How is it possible that we could change our society drastically from learning from this? right? Something that we could change drastically because here's, yeah, let, let's talk about this real quick, Miles. Let's talk about the good side because I believe there is a lot of good side and I think a lot of agents are going to walk away with a, realizing that they're going to come out of this better than the way they did because they're going to trim the fat. You know, we talked about yesterday on the, um, on the uh, state of the industry. Sometimes it's not so much about cutting expenses. It's also about cutting revenue, right? Cutting revenue that's costing too much because you're not getting anything back from it. Mm -hmm. But I think that there's a society shift that could happen here. And, and let, me, let me read you this right here. This is what this lady posted yesterday, which maybe you've heard this before somebody, but to me, it made sense. It said, traffic is gone. Gas is affordable. 
bills are extended, kids are at home with their families, parents are, are home taking care of their children, fast foods replaced by home-cooked meals, hectic schedules are replaced by naps, the air seems cleaner, the world quieter, people are walking around riding their bikes again, people are conscious about hygiene and health again, we finally listen to authorities and head home when, when they say so, money doesn't seem to make the world go around anymore, and now we have time finally to stop and smell the roses, families are spending quality time together, and lastly, we become closer to God and it seems like that COVID-19 is a reset button for humanity. There's a lot of truth in that. Well, wow, it's powerful. And I'm thinking to myself, how do we do this as a society to where we are all kind of like teachers and to where my business is somehow changed that for 11 months I can get the same re re revenue out of it that I could out of 12 months, but yet my team gets to take off but yet we shut down stuff like we shut down everything that's not essential. And but those people would still get paid. OK, but like so the government doesn't have to bail them out. We can plan for this. But I know that's starting to get a little European stuff, you know, but the way that they're going down to like 32 hour work weeks and they take six, seven weeks off. Maybe they got something figured out, you know, maybe we don't have to lose money, but we can somehow uh, readjust how our system is set up so people don't lose money, but yet we're still allowed to do that. I think we could somehow do that. And uh, what do you think about that, Miles? I mean, I know there's a lot of complications into that, but man. Well, it, it reminds me not too long ago, you were talking about the, maybe our Eric Garcia, you were talking about this with um, the culture and the community in Cuba and they have less, but they have more. They do. And so it's kind of like right now you're saying we have less to do, but we're getting more value out of everything that we can do. That's right. Um, because you can't go to the country club and have dinner with your with your social friends. You're having to spend time with your family. <laughs> right. I know. Um, but it's just interesting when you take when you strip out a lot of the things that you think that you want, you end up finding out what you need. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, AK Agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about nationwide brokerage solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. You're so exactly right. And, and I love what you say. I've never really put the two and two together, but um, I have to tell you, this is a lot like how Cuba is. <laughs> I mean, like they go to work when they go to work. You know, I, I, I saw these guys and they were playing dominoes and, and it's like 11 o'clock at night underneath like this, this lamplight out in the street. They just took their card table and put it right in the side of the street. It was crazy. And so they're playing and the next morning they're playing and, and, and I see on his name's Ani and I see Ani out there and I say, not marble box, Ani. And I see him out there and I say, and I said to him, it's like six 30 in the morning. We're getting ready to head over to the mission. And, and he goes, and I'm like, you guys are still out here playing 
like dominoes, like all night. And keep in mind, they're not drinking, doing drugs, right? They're just out there just like having fun. And, and I'm just like, God, I said, guys, when you got to go to work, they're like, oh, we got to go to work in, you know, like two hours, but we may get done by 10. And I'm like, two hours. That means you need to be work at nine, but you may be done by 10. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't. That's just how they are because there's low commitments. Now their economy is not as robust as ours and not, you know, don't have all the nice luxuries. Yeah. Everybody's walking around though. Everybody's stopping at each other's yard saying hi, whatever. You know, it's, uh, it's, you don't, it's just, it's, it's a remarkable place. And that's, a, that's very good because they do have less, but yet they have more. And I like how you say we're actually, um, uh, we're able to, we're having to do less, but we're getting more out of the things that we are able to do. And I think yeah. that that is, that is really vital. We're not spreading ourselves thin. We're focusing on things. Something that that, my, that Eric also brought up too that I, I since have went back and read because he brought something into my mind and at the time of of uh, of um, of crisis or of of, of times like now, um, I had read in talking to strangers with Malcolm Gladwell about how we become very narrow minded and we become very focused. It's actually upon going back and reading it. Um, you, you have this a time when you have great stress and you're very mad or if you're drunk or in a time of crisis like this follows along with the same type of madness. It is actually a, um, a survival instinct that we have that in the time of great fright or need or shock and awe that what we do is we shut down parts of our brain so that we can put all the energy and focus on what is on the here and now. And that is really that really works to our benefit more than it does not. But as business owners, leading people today and being focused is important. How do we get them today to be working from home tomorrow, right? How are we doing this stuff that we didn't have plans for? But we can't lose sight of that thing that our brain won't let us think about, which is that long-term vision of long-term planning and strategy. And if you listen to Miles, there are Miles, uh, Eric's most recent one, he said as beautiful as can be, the only thing that we know about uncertain times is recovery. We don't know about when it's going to be or if it's going to, how high it's going to go, how bad it's going to be, but we know that we always recover. And he talks about rational overconfidence, being and making decisions as a business owner today for the future, being confident in them, knowing that we will recover. And I think that that's a very, very powerful message. What do you, what say you there, Miles? Yeah, I think I've heard Brent Kelly, uh, my other business coach, uh, with Sandler training and my pastor all say this too shall pass. Right. And, um, you know, I keep right. thinking about that. We, we, you know, as I look at my refrigerator in my house, that's packed to the rims, my beer fridge has no beer. It's packed to the rims with food and frozen meat. I never frozen meat in my life. I've got a whole like thing in my garage full of like canned goods. I mean, we got six things of milk or, you know, it's, it's absurd. The stuff that we have at home. <laughs> And I'm like, you know, at some point we're going to bust out of this house. Like we're going to we're at some point this too shall pass and we're going to be out of here. And we look at ourselves, look at all this food we have in this house. We have to eat. Um, it's but, true. You know, we've changed our behavior, but this, you know, looking at it, like, like you just said, we've nar we narrowed a vision. All, all my goal is I have to survive with, you know, to go to the grocery store and not come out of this with a disease. Uh you know, that's what we're worried about. 
Oh man, I'm worried about who's over here. the club tonight for me to go to the dinner, you know? You know, now right. worried about you know, are we gonna have enough dinner in three weeks when this thing's at its worst and I'm gonna have to go to the grocery store in two weeks? I don't think so. Right. You know, this too shall pass. So thinking ahead, you know, which is what as the leader of our businesses, we we don't need to be spending time as, as the leader of your business, the principal, you should not be spending time you know, with each client talking, you know, and, and recovering their accounts, like, you know, you should stop. I mean, I don't know about stop selling. It depends on where you're at, what kind of, you know, how you're leading your business. Now is a time to be making sure you're keeping your team accountable. You're continuing to give them goals. You're continuing to discuss what this looks like in this in the fall. How are we coming out of this in the fall? What is our plan? I wrote a note down here. If you can take this time to learn how to sell professionally now, you will be way above any other salesperson out there when we come out of this. Because if you can learn to sell now, oh my goodness, you will crush it when people are just closed-minded to this. I mean, because there's a difference between selling and selling professionally, being prepared, going through this with a process, you know, um, taking concerns away dealing with objections. Like if you can do this and close some good, great accounts now, when you get out of this, you're going to feel, it's going to, you're going to feel even more like you deserve to be at the table. I killed it during a time that everyone else was depressed and narrow minded. Mm -hmm. uh, now that I'm coming out of this, they're all trying to figure out what's going on. Their pipelines are empty. Mine are, my sales team's pipelines are full. We took this time to provide value and we're coming out of this with full pipelines versus coming out of this saying, I didn't lead my team well. I didn't lead my prospects well. I didn't lead my clients well. It's true. It's very, very, very true. And I, I think uh, th there will be those. I mean, it's it th there will be that separation, you know, and one of the things that we always use as an excuse, Miles, is I don't ever have time. You got time now. Brent Kelly said yesterday, he said, got time now. Brent Kelly, and I love why I love Brent, is because he humanizes things to his own, to his own um, uh, not so great look. You know, he tries to expose himself and in in how he makes these mistakes. And he says, you know, I always want to spend more time with my daughters. Like he said, he said, he said, well, now, Brent, <laughs> you got all the time that you need to spend with your daughters. You know what I mean? And 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 I being real, it's like it's overwhelming sometimes. Well, I believe it. it's probably overwhelming to our kids. Yeah. It's like, hey, why the heck is dad or mom around all the dang time? You know what I mean? It's good. One of the things I loved from when I did with Wes, Wes said, I want my kids to look back at this time and us as a, a world go, wow, that was crazy. Like what happened? And the kids look back and go, oh, I remember that time, dad. That was the time that we did this and this and this and this and this. And, and it's like, wow, that's crazy that we recognize that, but yet we will fall back into where we um, are. I, I don't think everybody permanently will. You do things for 45 days, you're going to start forming habits. Yeah. I think there's going to be people who are going to break out of a lot of this stuff. I think this, I think once again, we couldn't see it at 9-11. And, but once 9-11, a month, two, three, four went out after that, our, our nation got stronger. We came together. Our economy actually, if people remember, roared back. Now we did have a, a, a dumbass war, but you know, here, this is a war that needs to continue to keep on going on here. 
um, because this one, this one is serious. I have to admit, I think that the, the, the media hypes up so much stuff, Miles. I think they hype up so much stuff. You don't know who to believe. I, I really, about a month ago, I really kind of thought to myself too, like, really, how big is this? Like, I know this is going to get, but I mean, really, is it going to be that, you know? But now, per, we're recording this, loyal listeners, on 4-2, um, you know, the president came out two days ago, and I mean, he's basically saying if we can keep it under 100,000 deaths, hmm. you know, that's yeah. pretty good. That's where I want to turn this to because I want to I want to I want to I want to pinpoint on this here for a minute because I think this is important. I have this written down. It's hard to sit here, Miles, and talk about how things are going to be good and things are going to be better and everybody needs to have their head up and you need to be taking advantage of these times and these times are great. Families are together. Blah 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 blah. But man, there's people on the front lines who have been fighting as a medical professional for 25 to 30, 35 years who are freaking frantic, yeah. who are freaking the F out and don't know what to do. Um, uh, Teresa, Teresa, um, Teresa Schwartz is, is someone, uh, one of my friends who's a, a, a medical um, and, and a profession. And, and she's posted recently on, and, and she's not a bullshitter. She's a very hard fighting, tough girl. And I mean, she's just, I mean, she's, she's just broke, breaking down. I mean, these people are just dying all around her and she can't do a damn thing about it, you know? And then you get these idiots on there on Facebook. Some of my own friends will be like, you know what? I was talking with the local hospitals and it's not really as bad, you know? And it's just like, we've sailed to forget that if we don't experience it first, first, firsthand, we don't really get the true feeling of it. What, do you, what say you on some of this stuff, Miles? Well, I was going to add, you know, that... And talking about even leading our own teams of people, um, this is very real out there. And you have to understand as well that maybe you are not concerned about this as much in your financial situation because you own an insurance agency, which I never thought of before. But insurance happens to be fairly recession proof and pandemic proof. Think about a business that's both recession and pandemic proof. There's not many out there. Um, is that there are those people who are really struggling right now and it's a really good idea right now uh, to reach out to your team members um, that are your service team and let them know that hey you happen to be in the insurance industry and and you know whatever your situation is hey this business has been led well we are debt free or maybe not you know we have plenty of capital reserves in the wake of your friends losing income, losing jobs, your job's very secure. In the wake of your friends and family losing income, your income's very secure. I promise that with reserves, the way that we run this business, that I will be able to retain your job and make sure you fully get paid the same amount now as you always will. And if you have any friends and family need help, you need to let us know. But to let them know and be confident that, hey, no matter what happens, how bad it gets around to me, how beautiful is this insurance industry thing? And how beautiful is it that the leader was able to financially put the business into a situation that I can be secure in my job? Talk about retaining employees and providing some confidence in a time of, of insecurity. Um, you know, that this is a time to do some of those things to lead, kind of be open with people to let them know. I agree. I agree emphatically. That's what I said yesterday, and I've said it before on some of the podcasts. I mean, this is a, this is an okay time. 
I have to say that one of the people that when I said this yesterday, I felt as if one of them, um, very strong cultural person, I just kind of, I could tell they agreed with what I said, but at the same time, I don't think that they, they quite did. And maybe I came across rough with it, but I think that our staff get used to the luxuries that we have here and in the insurance industry. Yeah. You can say whatever you want as, you know, hey, I'm culturally driven or whatever. Listen, if you're an RN and you work at the hospital and you work seven to seven and you say, hey, I need to come in an hour or two late or I need to leave for some of that. Yeah, you have those. You get that like once, two, three, four times, right? For the whole year. And that's it. And if it's like, well, I don't have any more personal days or any vacation days, it's like, Sorry, get somebody else in the family to take them to the doctor, right? Jason, if you're a nurse and you get assigned the COVID floor and you say no, you can be arrested. You could be arrested, okay? You could be arrested. But but what I'm saying is is these normalcies that our that our staff has. They have this, well, you know, I want to do this or I want to do that or I'm going to leave early today for this or that. And they're allowed to do that. That's great. I'm not saying that you should be considered a special boss because of that. But actually, in most the jobs, you don't get that. You just can't tell the team, hey, I need to run out. So that becomes a normalcy, if, if that's the right word to say it. Like that just becomes the norm. I think it's, oh, I don't think you should ever sit in front of a leader and say, this is why this is the greatest place to work because you get this. Da, 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 da. I think that should be seen. But I also think in times of need, like you just said, pandemic proof, I think it's okay to remind them of how great this industry is. It's okay to, I didn't, I didn't add what you did. You added something great about giving them examples of, Hey, we are flush with cash. We do have reserves. We have, um, I didn't plan for a pandemic, but I plan that if something went wrong, we would have this, right? We could um, go home immediately. Like there wasn't a big, a big sacrifice for us to just be able to pick up and go home. The business was planned that if something like this, we could connect with our clients and you can now work from home. It took one day for us to all go home and work. Like, I mean, just as trying to show communication, leading a company, I've been thinking about these things for two, three, four, five, six years. Yes, this is a new situation, but as a leader, this is a great time to show we've prepared for anything like this. This is a different situation we never faced, but we can apply these principles right on here and we can continue on. Um, and the vision you're trying to give them in the middle of the crisis is is sometimes not believable. But if you've get led them this well and doing the things like you're saying, they had a plan. You guys were able to go home quick. Business is flush. We plan for the future. Now that we're in the crisis, here's what I'm going to say that we need to do. It makes it much more believable. Yep. Now, there's a lot of people listening to this, though, and they're saying, yeah, that's great, Miles and Jason, but we're in the middle of the crisis now. There will be many more crises. And you, we need to learn from this. We need to have an action plan. I mean, let's get crazy here. No one freaking pictured this. This is not a military. You know, think of think of a nuclear weapon. Up until now, this was like the the thing that you thought would would like end the world or something. And I'm not going to say this is going to end the world, but I'll tell you what: throw a coronavirus and then throw another virus out there at the same time, and you could have some serious mayhem on your on your hands. And to be honest with you, which is scary, is I think there might be some mad, crazy people out there that may have learned a lot from this. So this is something we're going to have to start planning for. It's going to happen again. Um, I think when we get these little bitty 
flu type things that we've had uh, H1N1 and all this stuff. I think next time we get anything, I think people are, it's going to be pandemonium and I hope not. Um, yeah, because it's a great time to learn from this. And again, we talk, we talk about providing value and communicating is providing value and communication to your team and your centers of influence and your employees that no matter the situation that the economy gets into, no matter the situation that we, you know, are health wise, whatever it is, that we are going to be here for our employees. If you, if we're here for our centers of influence to provide them the, the tools that they need, that maybe that they weren't as prepared, we can give them the tools they need to be prepared. And um, yeah, team uh, um, centers of influence in our in our in our clients. That hey, no matter what happens, you're going to be able to call us. If you need a plan for yourself, we've got plans. We can provide you these plans. You're not creating it, you know, all by yourself right now. Um, in a recent video I just did and sent out on, I think it was Facebook. I just kind of said, hey, if you're a small business owner and you feel like you don't have a community of people to talk to to help through you through the situation, we are a small business. Some people just think of insurance as insurance, right? No, I'm right. a small business owner. Like we started at zero and worked up to this. We've gone through this process. We are sell shoes. I sell insurance policies. We, we, you know what I mean? Yeah, we're business owners, and some of our team members own little side business, rental properties, whatever. Like we're experiencing these things. Call us. Let's be your. Let us be your community to, to bounce things off of. We've got, you know, a hundred other business owners that we're talking to as well. If you don't have a community of business owners to help understand the situation call us let's 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 help us each other out let's get through this to, let's get through this together i agree dude i agree miles thank you very much for coming on i just want everybody to remember um when i do take advice from miles uh, sometimes directly sometimes he reaches out to me but i'm reaching out to him i'm listening to what he has to say i also know that him and i go get water from the same well when it comes to some of our uh coaching specifically with brent kelly um and and i do i just think brent you know the thing is with um with uh Brent Kelly to me is just like Billy Williams. They're very similar. They keep things very simple. They all have these like acronyms, you know, uh, what, what was one that Brent said yesterday? Everybody should go to the spa, which is, I can't even remember skills and something and say, you know, whatever. And he has his things and, 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 but Billy's more on the personal line side. Billy's kind of more, he, he has that same fundamental, but I get a lot more of commercial driven, sales focused, retention, agency management focused out of that than I do sometimes over on the personal side, which that's one of my weaknesses. So that's why I like, and I rely on Billy hardcore there. But Brent is fantastic. And I know you guys take a lot of, of training from Brent as well, right? Yeah, we do. He's, um, you know, I, I mean, I hired him as a, as a coach through their team and we, I work with them on a monthly basis. Um, and then, you know, again, education. I also hired a company called Sandler Sales Training, and they've been fantastic as well on just professional sales. So, the you know any kind of Billy Williams or um, you know the the Sitkins program really good is insurance, right? If you want some best practices, you want to know how to do better proposals, insurance wise, something insurance specific, they're great. Um, we recently went out and, and hired Sandler Sales Training. There's tons of different types of businesses out there, not just one industry. And there's sales coaches for many industries. And they've just been a great like sales 
coach, like how to actually get your foot in the door, what a professional sales process looks like. And it's different than people who are just in the insurance industry. And so it's been interesting, very beneficial. Apparently, apparently Sitkins was built off of a lot of the Sandler sales training principles. And if you go and you listen to both, you're like, wait a minute, Roger Sitkins sounds a lot like this. It sounds a lot the same. Right. Yeah. You get a lot of that stuff, you know, you really do, but it's just uh, changed. Roger's really good as well. Roger's really good. But thank you very much, man. Absolutely. Anybody wants to reach out to you, they can find you on Facebook, I assume, right? Facebook, uh, advisorsinsuranceagency.com, milesmerlin.com, um, LinkedIn. You know, if you think it's it well enough that if they put in ginger insurance, that it just, it just pulls you right up? I need to buy that. And I'll buy that domain today. <laughs> Uh, he's got red hair folks and he's six six all right man hey i appreciate you very much miles uh, until thank next you. time man until next time buddy thank you everybody this has been agency intelligence podcast where i give you real agents miles merwin inside real agencies advisors insurance agency giving you the real agency intelligence and not the artificial that the industry tries to make you believe this has been jason cass he's miles merwin and we are out Hey agents, listen to this, listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it, think of it, really. We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now listen, I'm an agency owner and I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you gotta do is you gotta admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com, check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do, really. And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial but you've got time to search it and look at it that's what we do we deliver high quality ve's we mix the technology with it we train them on the technology give them and the technology to you and you're off to the races i'm not joking with you You can call my agency at any time ask for lordland and we do ask her say how fast are you able to do quotes i've actually got a couple videos of it that's right we can do five to ten carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes so you give me an auto quote i can do five to ten carriers in three to seven minutes how are we doing it we're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence give us a call check us out you can ask for me personally i'll do the demo for you who are they cast certified